0: Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today we're going to cover the last principle of finance. Well, actually, there are two last principles of finance. There's the last business principle, which we'll talk about first, and then the last principle of finance. So what is the last business principle? That is the principle of giving. And I'm not talking about giving to charity because that's a good thing. We'll talk about that in a sec. I am talking about giving as being the most selfish thing you can do for yourself. Giving is the most selfish thing you can do. Um... Serving others is extremely selfish just from the happiness you get from it, but I'm talk- we're talking business here. And my favorite quote to sum up what I'm trying to say is, if you help enough people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. The first thing I wanna talk about is the 70-30 rule. I used to call it the 80-20 principle, but there's also an 80-20 rule, so we're going with 70-30 rule. And this rule is essentially, if you and I are doing a business deal, and I take 70% and give you 30%, yes, I got the good end of the stick. But you might not even take the deal. You might say, screw it, I'd rather have zero than let you have an unfair number. Maybe it's 90-10, it doesn't matter. But at some point, people will say, no, this is unfair, and I'd rather get nothing than let you have most of it. Or you do the deal with me. But you're not going to ever do the deal with me again, and no one else is. Whereas if I flip that, and I give you 70%, and only take 30%, well then suddenly you're ecstatic to do business with me, because I made you rich. And not only are you eager to do business with me again, every other person is too. So I get 30 from you, I get another 30 30, and a 30, and a 30, and a 30, and a 30. And so I get way more total by taking a smaller percentage. And this is the part that the Marxists and anti-business people really don't understand. The easiest way to get rich is by making a lot of other people rich. Or by improving a lot of people's lives to where they give you lots of money. Jeff Bezos is one of the richest men in the world. And he did that by getting a lot of people to spend a lot of money buying stuff that he is selling. When you change lives, you make lots of money. When you make other people wealthy, you make a lot of money. However, the Marxists actually have one thing correct. It's the only thing they have correct. And that is, there are some businesses out there that really mistreat their employees. As a business owner, that's just a dumb idea. It's long-term versus short-term thinking. You should pay your employees very well and make their work environment very enjoyable. Because switching costs, the costs of hiring and firing and all that sort of fun stuff, is going to be one of your biggest expenses. And I don't care how good of a pizza you buy for that stupid pizza party. I don't care how much you talk about how we're a family. If the next company is going to give me two dollars more for the same pay, I'm leaving. and so is every other employee out there. And this is the part of business books over the last 50 years that I have really never understood. There are a good section of them are devoted to trying to figure out ways not to employ your peop- uh, not to pay your employees. I'm sorry, but an employee is there for one reason. it's for the money that you give them. And the only way to guarantee loyalty is by making sure you are above the market. And Grant Cardone has a good segment on making sure you pay your employees well. You can YouTube a video of it. But the other really important thing to remember is to make sure you pay the people bringing in the money phenomenally. Your sales and marketing teams—if they are—they are what fund the business. They're what are bringing in the money. If your salesman makes more than you, that's fine. Do not, don't you dare decrease their commission. The the salesman pay is sacrosanct. You do not touch it, especially in downturns. Like yes, it might be tempting to cut employee pay and all sorts of stuff. But the last thing you should cut is your the pay of the people bringing in the money if anything you should make sure that you are always above the market and then the final thing i want to talk about this is making sure or instead of having employees something you might consider doing is business deals so an employee is just any uh, it's another business deal if you're expecting them to do all of the work and you take all the money you're probably going to have a really hard time attracting employees to your business. There isn't a worker shortage. There is a uh, you lacking the ability to attract workers to your business shortage. So make sure you make good business deals with your employees and possible partners. I'm going to talk about fiefdoms for a second. Joel Salatin, which I did a couple of book reviews of his this year, um, talks about has a really good talk about business fiefdoms. And that is, instead of employees, you're creating business partnerships with different people. Now, Joel Salatin's a farmer. So, for instance, you might be in the cattle business. Chickens pair really good in the rotational cattle business. Chickens pair really good. You can create a partnership with somebody who then manages chickens on the pasture just behind your cattle. And then you make some sort of deal where they get a good percentage and you get a good percentage then you're not battling it out between um employee versus employer and work versus wage like uh, they're never working hard enough so why would i pay them more well why would i work harder if you're not going to pay me good but where it's a their business that they are partnering with you it works really good maybe you want a uh market garden somebody who grows vegetables well you can a partnership with them where you lease the land out and they also get to take advantage of your sales distribution and your trademark and you make a partnership with them you might make a partnership with a shipping company you might make all sorts of partnerships and always goes back to the make sure you are giving more than you are receiving in your business partnerships and everybody will want to do business now let's talk about the final financial principle And it's the end of the year, and it's Christmas time, so you can probably already assume what I'm going to talk about. But let's talk about listening to Heavenly Father. And luck. So, my most successful things have always been when I have been listening to what He has told me to do. Anything I have failed at has always been things that I've been like, Eh, I don't really want to do that. I want to do this instead. Are you fine with this? Well, I'm going to do this anyway. But where my life has gone the most smoothly is where I'm like, all right, what are you wanting me to work on this week? All right, I'll work on that. What projects are you wanting me to do? The cool thing about dreams is that you have a lot of them, and those dreams are specific to you. But make sure you pair those dreams with a willingness to do what Heavenly Father sent you here to do. Because it doesn't matter how much you want to do something. If it's not going to help you grow and become better and isn't part of why you are actually here, well then it's probably not going to go smoothly. But if you have a dream and it is something that you're supposed to do, well then it's gonna probably go really smoothly. Now granted, the smooth might be a complete and failure at first perspective, but it then pushes you into a position that leads you to success. For instance, Les Brown really wanted to be a disc jockey. He got fired and became one of the most successful public speakers of all time. He was maneuvered into that position. So anytime I have had success, anytime I've gotten really lucky, has always been when I'm doing what I'm told. Listening to the promptings that I get from the Spirit. So if you want to be successful, ask your Heavenly Father what He wants you to do, and then when you have God on your side, you're probably going to be pretty successful. Just saying. And then the final thing to talk about is tithing. One thing that Heavenly Father has told you to do, whether you're religious or not, is to pay tithing. Now, if you're not religious, tithing can be charity. It's not the same, but I digress. The act of giving a portion of your money has a whole lot of secular scientific aspects to it. One, it helps you come out of an abundant or out of a scarcity mindset. Two, you just feel really good when you give. And so, and when you feel really good, you're able to do more, which means you're more successful. And three, it's just a good thing to do. However, from a religious aspect, the promised blessings of tithing is that the heavens will be opened up up unto you. Meaning, in secular form, tithing is the easiest way to buy success. Now, obviously, you can't That's not exactly how it works, but tithing is the easiest way to buy success. Any financial woes I've had have always been when I've been neglecting my tithing, and I have been blessed very financially, and just a fun bring-it-home story. One of the reasons why my grandpa joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is because when he was investigating it and researching it, he went to church, and everyone in the parking lot had a really nice car, and he was like, well... Whatever these guys are a part of, I kind of want to be. And he was actually, in before that, dealing with a whole lot of financial struggles. But after that, he just kept getting handed um, break after break. And he actually retired as a millionaire. So he didn't do too bad for himself. And he's not good with money. So make sure that you give. And make sure that you listen to the spirit and Do what you are supposed to do in this life, and you will most likely be very successful financially. And with that, I will see you all next year.